This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. You're dead and out of this world. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. I pillage everybody, yourself included. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Hey, virgins. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. This week was Karen's second pick. She pulled an audible midway through the week. We are actually talking about what we do in the shadows. Season one, episode one, the pilot. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. And then we'll talk about it. Probably. So, Karen. Hi. What made you pull the audible? Okay. Well, Wait. For, first of all, for anyone who um, didn't get a change of programming and went ahead and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the Halloween episode. You're welcome. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you're, because you're it welcome. is an amazing episode of TV. <laughs> um, but I realized that I had I had this idea and I just didn't remember it at the time we were, re- were recording that this is a show I had, I had heard a lot about and had heard was really great. And I knew it was about vampires and I thought that this would be a good time being the 31 days of Halloween to check it out. So that is what I did. Okay. So um, this comes to us. This is based off of the tele, the, the movie, mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows. And when I, when you suggested this, I thought it was the OG cast coming back. And I was curious now seeing this cast of characters totally forgot about the other cast. Okay, because right. I never saw the movie. Okay, so you know what? It's this just longer. That's what I figured. <laughs> um, same sensibility, same timing, same joke thread. You know, like it's very, very similar. But I don't know what they're going to do with this because it's 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 episodical. You know, they they had they had a mini story. <laughs> This what episodical is not a real word, is it? Nope. So what would the real word like be? What what would the real word be? Episodic? episodic? Really? I like episodical. Yeah. We're gonna go with episodic. I like it. We're gonna go with episodical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I could tell when I misspeak because Chris <laughs> makes that snort noise. <laughs> um so the the gist of I guess was this just the the introduction because mm-hmm. we got one, two, three, four, five, if you count the really, really old 
vampire, which I don't understand how that was a, a person in costume. That person was way too thin. Yeah, that was some really special effects. That's some movie magic right there. You was... think so? <laughs> or that got a real old vampire. I mean, I mean that's, that's also a very possibility. It's, in this I'm not going to discount that. That's... So, Karen, how did, how, how did you feel about your, your, your call? Um, I was happy that I finally got the chance to watch this. I was a little disappointed. I wanted it to be funnier than it was. But I feel like it may be just that it was the first episode and there was a lot of setup and whatnot. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You could see that there is, I I don't know, the ability to be funnier. But a lot of time was, I mean, it's only half hour, right? It was half mm-hmm. hour episode. A lot of time was was set up and, and introductions. Yeah, there, there were a lot of great premises. Um, like the one vampire in the craft store, like... With the creepy paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Colin was my favorite setup. Like the the, the was that the energy vampire? The energy yes. vampire. Yeah, that was my favorite too. That was I, that was a genuinely good gag. <laughs> and every time he walked, like he, you would see, like he he would do something and then walk off camera. But he would always have a face on, like I just did something, like like I just farted kind of face, uh-huh. and. I know people like that. <laughs> I should think we all do. <laughs> Chris, what did you think? Uh, it was it was all right. It um, I also wanted it to be funnier. Like you know, we started it up and uh, I saw the names attached, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a second!" I actually rewound for a second <laughs> to to check it out. I was like, "Oh, Jermaine Clement and uh, to to the t- Tiki Torch." Um, yes, Tiki Torch Thor man. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, that's 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 some mighty fine pedigree right there. So yeah, sign sign me up. That sounds good. And you know, I, I liked it a bit at first, and um, it just didn't really catch me. It wasn't bad. You know, I wasn't you know, it wasn't that schlock we watched last week. It was a uh, yeah, it was it was all right. It was perfectly fine. It was didn't really entice me to keep going. And I guess it's um. I said to Karen afterwards, like, I, f- I feel like it's probably partially because I'm not as into, like, vampires, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's Belmont's killing him. Uh, I'm not really a super into vampires, so. So what you're saying is you want to see a crossover. Oh, my God, I would love to see a crossover. And this strikes me as the kind of show that, like, a vampire hunter with a whip would show up and it would be funny. They, yeah, they, they, they laid some groundwork for some pretty entertaining characters. It just didn't quite didn't quite hit for me. You know, a lot of the jokes were just like, you know, when she was cackling hysterically when she was out on the date. And it's like, okay, that's that, that's it's kind of funny. Um, but it wasn't even uh, a they, date. She, she had yeah, she was on the just street. Essentially, yeah, following the guy because she be, accidentally beheaded him a long time ago. I thought that the LARPers are virgins joke was super lame. Like, okay, we, no, stop that. I think we're past that, right? As, as, as comedic society, I don't know how old this show is, but like, really? I mean. It's really, it's like this year. This, it's so only yeah, on episode two. Yeah, come on. Like, really? LARPers are all virgins? Like, oh, we need to find a virgin. I know. Let's find something really nerdy because nerds are virgins. Like, oh, come on. You're smart. You're better than this, TV. You're, you're better than this now. Yeah, that was a pretty lazy joke. And, like, seriously, those LARPers are sleeping with each other. So That's what I, how <laughs> that I wanted like... to see that end because they were left alone. And then when they got back to them, 
it was they were <laughs> trapped and i air quote that by colin i wanted to see them you know ruin Get everything <laughs> they are no longer <laughs> virgins because they were left alone too long um, um i uh, like this show that like, would have been a better gag than what was on the show good job Evan. you're welcome <laughs> it was <laughs> somebody <laughs> hire evan to make this show Doug Jones played Baron Ahanza. So the really old vampire mm-hmm. is uh, played by the character. Well, he does the fish dude from Hellboy. Hmm. Um, he's actually a very, he's in a lot of things. He plays a lot of, he played the, the, the fish dude in the shape of water. He was the hand eye dude in Pan's Labyrinth. Like, he always plays tall, gangly so costumes. This is his, yeah, this is his specialty. Yeah. <laughs> it's right in his wheelhouse. Um, I really liked the show's sense of humor. Like, I feel like I would keep going because I feel like it's going to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, things like when um, the couple, I don't remember, the woman's Nadia and the guy is Laszlo. Yes. Who is played by Matt Berry, who is in a lot of things, and I love him. Was it... Did he have something to do with The Office? No, he was the second boss on the IT crowd, if you ever ah, saw that. Ah, that's what it was. Yes. 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 Um, so when they're walking in the park and she's like, I'm going to walk home. And he was like, why the hell would you walk when you could turn into a bat? And he just kind of runs off camera <laughs> screaming, bat! <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing is like... That gave me faith that, like, the show, if it does more of that, it's going to be a lot better. I also like the 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 vocal jokes, the way they pronounce things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Nandor's over-pronunciation of everything. <laughs> like, that, it, I'm trying to remember when, uh, hi, how he said hygienic, when he was trying to, because mm-hmm. they found a couple of bodies ha- or he found a couple of bodies half drunk half drunk well where did they get the <laughs> alcohol no 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 <laughs> See, they- that was a decent j- <laughs> there was some good gags especially towards the beginning i i really fell off like after the, the the beginning i don't know like maybe 15 minutes in i started kind of falling off mm. and when guillermo is in the store and he's holding up the skeleton and he's like this is kind of macabre and he just like <laughs> it makes a person a flame <laughs> That's, yeah, that was another one where I'm like, that this, really got this me. show can this this show can do this. It just has to like do it a little more. It's those they were they were bright spots in this entire episode. Like when uh, they're waiting for the LARPers to show up, and he crosses his fingers, <laughs> and they yeah. both go <laughs> like it was so fast that I missed it the first time. I'm like, what? Why? And then I get it because he's crossing it. Ah, vampire joke. Good on you. Fast, too. Um, How do you feel about Guillermo? Um, I mean, he's the kind of character this kind of show has. I mean, June, June, Joan? June. June? I felt bad for her. I mean, she showed up, what, three times? And one of them was to put on a boot? Which was funny in itself too, because he was floating around going, "I've lost my boot." Like <laughs> this, this has potential. It sure does. And I do not. I don't. Would it be pilot's disease? 
I mean, this is technically the pilot, so. But or should it be species. longer? Like mm. this went from an hour and a half to uh, hour and a half to two hour long movie, and cut these characters down to twenty five minutes. I don't think it should be longer. I think it should be tighter. Okay. I think that the writing could just be tightened up and it would be a lot better. Well, so I'm going to actually continue watching. This will be my Halloween joint for for the rest of this month. I'm going to continue watching it to see how it plays out because there were points that I outright laughed in this episode and a lot of chuckles, which for a pilot I did not expect. Um, mm-hmm. I had... I was optimistic because I I liked the movie when I, you know, I don't even know how long ago that movie came out, but it was an original. 2014, I think. It was a unique idea that the mockumentary about a house filled with vampires, like when he, (laughs) when the Baron starts doing his monologue, if you will, and then he Mm -hmm. looks directly at the camera and they're like, oh, no, no, it's, it's just a documentary. Just don't even pay attention. He's, they're filming me. (laughs) <laughs> yes continue that like there are beats in there that are funny and i thought maybe if it had a little more room to breathe in the first episode that maybe they would have i don't know flowed a little better i i guess i don't know but i'm gonna actually continue to watch it and see how it pans out because i'm interested in these characters i really want to see i hope guillermo gets becomes a vampire i don't think it's gonna happen uh one thing i did like about guillermo is he did a lot of good looks to camera Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of like explaining like what his jobs are and like getting rid of the corpses (laughs) he did a lot of good like physical stuff and stuff with his face when he was explaining why he wanted to be a vampire and it was because of um antonio Antonio (laughs) bendera It's the first time you ever saw. I was like, "That's," and when you looked at the older photos, that was cute. There was a a chubby, you know, he was there. You could see what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. All in all, I enjoyed it. I and I and I have high hopes now. Like I, I think this is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy for the rest of the season. I don't know how much. Can I mean, it's only, there's only it. ten half hour episodes. So is it is that the full season? I don't know how. Yes. And uh, I, there is there will be a season two, but it's not out yet. So, all right. So all in all, entertaining, not the greatest, but has has potential. That about sum it up, I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah. All right. Well, let uh, we're we're just gonna cruise right through this. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. 
Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from geekrant.com, the original Animaniacs voice cast is returning for the series revival. This, I, I so as I read this, I, I tried to think who, if the original voice cast didn't do this, what would be the point of doing it? I don't know. Ask the Powerpuff Girls. But the Powerpuff Girls was like, wasn't that from season one to season two kind of thing? Or was that way later when they changed the voice casting? No, they rebooted the show, but they didn't bring back the voice cast. Interesting. Yeah, it was off the air for a bunch of years, and like we're bringing back Powerpuff Girls, but it's all new and all different, and it's not Tart- Tartakovsky's uh, artwork, and it's a different voice cast. Oh. But it's kind of like the it wasn't like super different. It was just like we're just gonna make Shoprite brand Powerpuff Girls. Gotcha. Woof. Ugh. All right. So, but with this, we're getting Robert Paulson, Tress Mc McNeely. And Jess Harnell, the original voices. Um, apparently, it's going to be like it, it's it's original recipe. It seems like the, I, I from what I'm reading here, they're not going to change much about it because they also have uh, Pinky in the Brain, and you know the just the whole the what Animaniacs was. So, um. I, I, <laughs> can, can you do that again that was, that was weird <laughs> like i'm trying to find like this there's this is good news i mean you know fabu hello nurse like there's there's any number of things you can say narf, narf. point zort tras <laughs> you see now this is why we keep you around chris i was um, wondering why you kept me around i feel was there an actual yeah it's set to premiere in 2020 which is not that far off, but it could be way further than we think. Um, Hulu. What? 
Well, it it could be in three months, or oh, it could I be in mean. fourteen. Okay. I thought you were saying that, like, you know, the world's going to end in a no, couple of days. There's no, no, no. Pretty good chance. No. Get on my spaceship now while you're, you, know, you still can. Um, Hulu has already greenlit two seasons, um, and it is being co-produced by Amblin TV. So, yeah. It did. They, they, yeah. Yeah. Good. Do the thing. <laughs> Make it Do good. the thing and do it well. Yeah. So. And, you know, I, I think that's a great thing a great situation you know like perfect example of of great stuff that um uh animaniacs did for me was uh like i had never i had never seen or heard who's on first before okay uh, they did a spoof of that in the show uh, about um the band the who mm-hmm. that was hysterical and i was rolling and like i my parents saw that i was laughing hysterically at it and they're like you think that's funny check this out and you know, obviously they didn't have it to give me because it was pre YouTube, but you know, like, so I found out about it, like, Oh, it was based on this, this older thing. And eventually heard that and was like, well, that shit is hilarious. And this was like kind of a word for word play on it. And it was genius. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they did a, like, <laughs> uh, what, it was yeah, the, countries? the countries. Yeah. Like, all the countries, the capitals, that. like, Oh yeah. That was, and I can't tell you how many times I've been at trivia and someone on my team, there'll be a geography question and someone on my team will start singing Animaniacs songs Canada, to try Mexico, to remember Canada, the answer. Jamaica, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite videos, like YouTube videos that made the rounds not too long ago was, um, what it was Robert Paul. It was Rob Paulson. Rob right? Paulson doing it. Yeah. Doing it live with the add on at the end because of how things have changed since yeah. the OG version <laughs> came out. So it's, they, they look like they're having fun and here's hoping that it translates and it's like, it's Animaniacs. It's, I hope it catches on the way that, um, uh, DuckTales has caught on with a, with a new crowd, you know? Cause I, I think it's is one of those, I think this is one of those things that can really transcend time. Cause I do think Animaniacs was as close to, uh, the level of comedic quality as the original Looney Tunes as anyone's ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing against Tiny Tunes, but you know, Tiny Tunes was very much the precursor to this. Whereas, like, you know, a lot of the world world building stuff that they did with the, the Disney Afternoon shows was like, yeah, well, Ducktales was really the pinnacle of that. You know, Ducktales was Ducktales was what everyone remembers. Animaniacs was just like, okay, well, we're going to take this level of insanity we applied to Tiny Tunes and take it a couple of steps further and. I don't know. I'd love to also see them try to incorporate some Tiny Tunes in there because while, you know, that's uh, Animaniacs, I feel is just a, it hands down better show that, that has aged better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters of Buster Bunny and whatnot were super huge, you know, right. like the, every, I loved the, you know, the video game and the cartoon and, you know, it was those characters, Buster and Babs Bunny and, you know, whatever with Dizzy Devil and Plucky, like, those were lucky you go down the hole like <laughs> it's a, seriously uh, it's and it's funny because as I'm, I'm reading this article like the the author writes like in closing he's like he or she i don't even know who it was it says i love the original series i don't know when the last time you watched it was but it's actually pretty surprising to see what they they got away with in a kid's cartoon series there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff in there that's very adult and would be considered politically incorrect these days hopefully the new series will embrace that same style of comedy which I hope it does. I hope it doesn't be. There was the reason it is timeless is because 
when we watched it when we were younger, it was funny and it was cartoony and it was good. But then as we grow and have the ability to rewatch it, there's going to be a whole new line of jokes that we just didn't get back then. Mm-hmm. And a lot of animated series go one way or the other. <laughs> Either it's just for kids or it's for adults, a la, you know, Baby Shark and, you know, Family Guy. That's, that's, I want something in the middle that could be enjoyed for generations and be fun for, like, everybody at the same time. So, that's what it was. Hopefully, they will continue with that tradition. In closing... We want more zany to the max and more baloney in our slacks. <laughs> Absolutely. But Bill Clinton does not have to keep playing the sax. No. No. <laughs> All right, Variety.com. Um, we got a couple. Both of these are from Variety. Uh, today, hosts, today hosts Savannah, help me, the screen just Guthrie. started. Guthrie. Guthrie and Hoda. Cotby. Cotby. Respond yes. to Matt Lauer's sexual assault claims. All right, so there's two articles, both from Variety. They will be listed. Um, one is their response, like how, how they view it. And then the follow-up article in our newsfeed will be Matt Lauer's response. Um, so Savannah and Hoda, it's shocking and appalling. Yes. Okay. Um, apparently, a new book came out called Catch and Kill. Um, mm-hmm. It includes interviews with Brooke Nevels, a former NBC News employee whose complaint about Lauer led to the co-anchors firing. Um, so that was a was that two years ago already? Must be. Um, so yeah, now things have escalated, um, or allegations have escalated. It has. I remember us talking about this, and that's why it's hard for me to believe that it's it. Maybe the situation happened two years ago, but now it's it seems harsher. I guess I don't. I don't it it it's not good, um, and it's gotten to the point where uh, Neville's knowledge is that Lauer has raped had raped her in his uh, hotel room in during the 2014 Sochi Olympics. Now he came, went back when this first came about, he said that they had an affair. It was an extramarital affair that was consensual. And she disagreed with that. Um, There was things about, you know, how like bond villain esque things that he had going on, you know, buttons under his desk to lock the door and and sex dungeons and whatnot um in the follow-up article lara responds to that in quite a lengthy letter and i i think this is the first time he's actually spoken about it yeah i think he gave put out a statement when it when he first lost his job Mm -hmm. about you know you know crying a whole bunch about like uh, you know, I have to reexamine my life and be with my family, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and now with the, the the release of this book, he it's a long letter saying 
pretty much reiterating what he had said before, um, but adding in the caveat that, you know, all of this is being rehashed to sell a book. I... What doesn't make sense to me about that, aside from it being gross victim blaming, Mm -hmm. uh, is he's saying, like, she's doing this to sell a book. It's not her book. She didn't write the book. The book was written by Ronan Farrow. Mm -hmm. Like... Why would she? She doesn't get anything out of it, as as all all women who have come forward to, against any you know or any attackers will tell you like it's not for attention or money to sell a book. Like it's horribly painful for them to have to confront these experiences. Like they wouldn't, you know. And ugh, it's just so gross. I'm, and also. There's, you're right, the, the letter of Lauer's is very lengthy and detailed, and I know just too much about Matt Lauer's sex life at this point. That's, Ugh. yes, that's also very true. Um, I, I thought we were done with this. Like, he, he, I, I it's, you're absolutely right. It is gross. And if any of it, is factually accurate. It, it, I don't know what they should do. Like it's, it's, there is no line. Like he, he's saying that he's taking this time to, you know, be with his family and, and like he, there is allegedly he has ruined people's lives. And at the same instance, using his seat of power, Whatever that may be, I thought he was just a host, but using his alleged power to do that, and that's that's like there. I can't think of another word other than gross. So, pretty much, I do want to just say, just because I don't want us to get sued, they did disprove the thing that he had a button in his to lock the office doors from the inside. That was not true. Okay, it. Just so we don't get sued for, like, slandering Matt Lauer. <laughs> Matt Lauer, big fan of the show. 10 I out mean, of 10. It's, one of the, it, it's one of the horrible things about this whole situation is, like, of course, believe you believe women, right? But at the same time, it's like, this is such a hard thing to prove, and especially when he's in this kind of position of power, like, how much of it is, how much of it is actually the truth? There is absolutely no way to know it's it's disturbing the whole thing is disturbing and if men weren't piles of garbage to begin with then it would be a little bit less i guess overall problematic but the whole thing is just like it just irks me it's like all right so where did the button thing come from and now that that's been disproven is anything else been blown out of proportion or has anything else just been straight up misunderstood has anything else been like i'm not saying that matt lauer is a stand-up kind of guy but it this is one of those gross situations. It's like, all right, well, this guy's a scumbag, but we'll never know the bottom of the well because there it's impossible to properly prove kind of a thing. It's, uh, I hate, I hate everything about this. With that said, we're going to move on. If you want to read yes, it, yes, please. The, 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 just check out the show notes. Um, <clears throat> I'm blaming you for this, Karen. I don't know who posted this where it came from it's not really news because it's old 
but you got me so excited yet again because I trusted you, Karen. I trusted you. We're putting I'm this link go in the show. Pass the blame on to uh, Brian. Uh, Brian L. Shout out to Brian for putting this across my desk. So, geez, two years ago, three? No, four years old. ago. Super old. I'm Alan sorry. Alan Tudyk did a GoFundMe, right? It was, yes. it was GoFundMe to 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 do his show. Might have been Indiegogo. Oh, it was Indiegogo. Yeah, that's what it was for uh, his show con man and i don't know who did this but they cut that video into something that alludes to there being a firefly new or season two campaign now i didn't like i saw the article pop up in our chat and i got excited and i didn't watch it till later and then as soon as i started watching it i went shit i know this video I, because I, I gave money to that Indiegogo. I've seen this video in its entirety. It's, it's heartbreaking. But, hey, it happens every April now. Someone sends me something about Firefly being renewed and the possibility of it happening. And, yeah, no. Well, this was not malicious. I know, I know, I understand. I got see, but here's the thing: the same thing happened year after year for Moon Knight for me, because they would say there's an animated. Now there's going to be a Moon Knight show. This too could happen. Don't stop believing. I won't. (laughs) Hold on to that feeling. All right, Vulture.com brings us Sesame Street is jumping to HBO Max. Okay. I didn't realize that HBO and Sesame Street had a relationship, but apparently they did. And now Sesame Street is going to continue on the streaming service. It's going to be one of their, uh, it's part of their children's entertainment programming, which is great. No, it's not. Why not? Because you have to pay for HBO Max and you don't have to pay for PBS. But in HBO Max says new programming will also be made available to PBS at some point. At some point, not at the same time. Right. Hey, it's, it, it's, it, I didn't we discuss that it was going away? Or is that is that a false that was memory? When this, no, but that was when this for deal with HBO first happened. But when it first happened, they were doing the HBO thing and the PBS thing at the same time. Okay. I th- now it's now new episodes are going to be imme- immediately available on HBO Max, and I think it's like nine months later they'll be on. Yes. Oh, they. No, I that's believe na- the nine that's months now. later is what we're at now, and now yeah. they don't have. Now they haven't disclosed how much longer it's going to be. Yeah. I'm just- of. I'm of two minds on this one. Um, on one hand, it's good to know that Sesame Street is going to have that fat HBO money behind it. Because before the HBO situation, Sesame Street had been in jeopardy several times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, well, there's a good chance we're just never going to see Sesame Street again because we can't afford to make this just on PBS. So HBO, yes, it does kind of suck that a lot of the people that would watch new episodes of Sesame Street aren't going to be getting the new ones at the same time. But at the same time... If these show up nine months from now, like, these kids don't give a shit if it's a new season. Like, they're like, 
this is when the so this is when the new season starts. It's not like all their friends at school are gonna be like, "Did you catch that episode of Sesame Street?" Oh, you didn't because you're poor and you don't have HBO Max. Like the that, kids who are watching Sesame Street don't have those conversations. So new episodes are new episodes to them. What is what is that called? It's not topical. It doesn't matter. Like Ses- well, it isn't. It is and it isn't because it's not topical. Like it's not commenting on current events all the time. But as we'll talk about the new next story in a mm-hmm. minute. Things like that, things like the Muppet with autism that they introduced recently, things mm-hmm. that were shown to have a positive effect on kids, they'll reach one population of children much sooner than another population of children based on income. Okay. Well, and and things like, you know, a Muppet with autism or a Muppet with, you know, parents who have an opi- opioid addiction are probably more helpful to the kids in lower income families. So seeing as you you, you broached that, uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, brings us that Sesame Street to tackle addiction crisis with online only segments. Now, <clears throat> that says on. Now, does that mean it's it? I didn't read that as part of the HBO Max only. No, I guess that specific thing is part of, I guess, some bonus so, content. This is the, yeah, I think that's just going up on like the Sesame Street YouTube page. And it's like I, like I was saying before, it's like I am of two minds because on one hand, there's that whole situation. But I mean, on the uh, should HBO just be making this show for free? Like, because I mean, there's... I There's don't something know to be said for the fact is. that they should be. Somebody needs to to foot the bill of producing this show. I'm sure it's not the most expensive show on television, but like somebody has to pay for this. And PBS wasn't cutting the mustard. People weren't just donating to to PBS enough to safely can you know, keep Sesame Street going. And now that Sesame Street has more of a budget, you're theoretically going to continue to get more you know high quality entertainment out of it for kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily fair to expect HBO like, well, like all other children's shows, like this is a show that they now own and that they are eventually just going to give it away for free. That's kind of cool. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. The people that would benefit most from this being free, um, having to only get it several months later, like they should be getting the help to deal with their issues as soon as humanly possible. But HBO isn't should we be holding HBO under obligation to be like okay you you're putting front in the money to make this show but it's got to be free for everybody like it's got to be on PBS um and you can't recoup costs on it that end end of story because it's not like they run commercials or anything so i don't know i think it's a i think it's a weird situation i do think it's ultimately for the best that somebody swooped in and said we're going to make more sesame street and it will eventually be free for everybody but I do see that there are definitely negative sides to this. And it's not HBO's responsibility to put it up for free. And it's not PBS's fault that it can't pay for it. It's we need more funding in the arts. Yes, absolutely. Like the public broadcasting service is a government funded thing. Mm-hmm. And the reason it can't afford to make Sesame Street anymore is because it's not getting enough money. Very true. Because we're buying more planes instead. (laughs) Sorry, I'll stop being political. Okay. Well, we're going to take away the fact that more Sesame Street is more gooder as long as it gets to the people. How's that? Some way, shape, or form. It's a net good with some nasty 
you know, green stuff on it. That's not Oscar. <laughs> Anybody else see the uh, SNL yeah. Grouch parody? <laughs> that was great. That was pretty clever. That, I think, is a note we can all end on that we all thought was good. All right. CBSnews.com. Alex Trebek says his pancreatic cancer <clears throat> may mean the end of his time as Jeopardy host. So we have discussed this previously. Um, he has said in the past that he will continue to do the show as long as he can. Um, he, I think it was, I will keep doing this as long as my skills do not diminish and they have started to diminish. So mm-hmm. with the next round of chemotherapy, he's, he, it's taking a toll. There are things yep. that he's noticing and he, it's a shame because the people that are supporting him are saying, no, it's okay. You're good. It's fine. And he, he oddly feels this responsibility now, which is tough for him. He actually says it in this article because he has made it as public as he, as he has that now other people are saying, you know, seeing you do this is, 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 is a, a sense of support for me. And it's, it's tough for him. You know, yeah, he, like he he doesn't need to be an inspirational porn for other cancer pe- people, you know, cancer victims. Mm-hmm. Is that? The American Cancer Society puts the survival rate over five years for all forms of pancreatic cancer at 9%. And with those odds, um, it says, even with those odds, Trebek is more than happy of how he has lived his life. The thought of pancreatic cancer does not frighten me, he said. I'm 79 years old, so hey, I've lived a good life, a full life, and I'm nearing the end of that life. I know that. Big bucket of win. It's he 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 will be missed, but he needs to do it on. He needs to 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 exit on his terms. Take care mm-hmm. of Alex, not have to worry about supporting others emotionally because he's got got some tougher times ahead of him so best of luck to him <sighs> happier news happier news chris I'm, I'm assuming you posted this one up from nintendo everything.com i did <laughs> rayman animated series is happening yeah that's kind of neat it is um rayman was an animated video game character that had no arms no legs and no neck Right? Yeah, he's a torso with some floating limbs and a head. All right. In a don't, very colorful world. What was... Was there an antagonist in that world? I don't know that there was like a Bowser-type antagonist. I was never a huge fan of the original Rayman game. I always thought it looked really nice. And this, this the original Rayman game dates back to like the PlayStation 1 and Atari Jaguar era. Uh, you know, then they did Rayman 2, which was real pretty. And then... Uh, Rayman really kind of the name itself got its biggest shot in the arm when they invented Rayman Raving Rabbids for the Wii. Oh, that's right. And that's where that the rabbits came that. from. Was a ra- was a Rayman spinoff, and you played as him, and you were fighting against the rabbits in a bunch of silly mini games. But the rabbits spun off into their own thing, and then were essentially ripped off wholesale by Illumination and turned into the Minions, minions. which are just the rabbits but yellow and rectangular mm-hmm. uh 
And then the, uh, the, the, the another piece of news from this is that there's a, there was a Rabbids TV series that ran for a little while or is still running. I don't know. There's a, a Mars set Rabbids invasion special coming as well. Um, but Rayman, as far as, you know, being a video game character hit some relative mainstream success with the, uh, the Wii and PlayStation three and Xbox 360 game Rayman legends, which was just known mostly for its artwork, uh, just being a, a stunningly gorgeously animated, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. thing using a newer technique that was, uh, called the UB, the UB art engine. Ooh. Um, so there's, there's potential for this Rayman series to be very good looking, mm-hmm. um, it's a weird universe uh, with a lot of weird character designs, but there's a lot of potential in it. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Cool. What's Hungry Shark? I don't know. Okay. I don't think I want to know. All right. Because I read Hungry Shark Squad and the Baby Shark song started playing in my head and I was pretty sure that they had nothing to do with each other. So I think you're right. I'm going to Google search this and I'm going to regret it, I'm sure. All right. Well, as you Google that, I'm going to move on to The Hollywood Reporter to talk about Jane Fonda being arrested while protesting in in Washington, D.C. Because she's a fucking queen. God bless her. Still doing that. She's She's been protesting for as long as I can remember. She uh, she was on the at the Capitol, right at the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she was with uh, with the group Oil Change International, and they were protesting over cl- the climate change crisis. Mm-hmm. I will be on the Capitol every Friday, rain or shine, inspired and emboldened by the incredible movement our youth have created. She has moved to D.C. so she can do more of this stuff. Yep. She's a fucking queen. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm trying to scroll. Where was it? What was she arrested for? Okay. It was like <clears throat> obstructing. Cr- uh, the, the all charges charged with crowding, obstructing, or in... Incommoding. Incommoding? I don't know what that is. She's just blocking the way. That's all. I'm curious because the word commode is in there, which means bathroom. Uh, inconvenience. <laughs> so yeah, like sorry, our protest is inconvenient. Fuck you. There it is. God bless her. She's still she's still fighting the good fight. Uh, this article has a couple of um, those are tweets about when she was arrested and the lead up to that, doing their whole chanty thing i expected a bigger crowd which is a shame but god bless her for doing her 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 due diligence if you will chris did you find out anything it's a mobile game okay good enough um we're gonna move on another one another one from the hollywood reporter <clears throat> time's up partners for latinx house launch with america ferrara and gina rodriguez so this is a female group of Latin Americans about e- equality, right? Yes. Okay. They're, what? <laughs> they're partner, partnering to uh, create community engagement and further opportunities for Latinx voices in and outside of Hollywood. There you go. And what I liked best about this article was I don't – I'm – I don't know who said it, but they were like, we're not waiting for you anymore. We're just mm-hmm. doing it ourselves. Yep. God bless them. 
Yep. God bless Gina Rodriguez for getting out there. I'm sure I, I missed the ugly Betty train and I feel like that I mean that means I missed out on America Ferrera like in it, her entirety. I've never really seen her in anything. I know she's great, but I just, you know. Mm. Yeah, she she started with the traveling bike. pants, right? Uh I guess so. That was another thing. I was like maybe just too old for her or something. So, yeah, it's they are they are this group fighting this fight and it is led to them empowering themselves which mm-hmm. is which is great best of luck to them <sighs> all right now the next one from indiewire oh no that's not what i was upset about all right so indiewire.com brings us the marvelous miss maisel 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 marvelous miss maisel season three trailer midge is going to be a legend trailer's great they're they're globe trotting i guess mm-hmm. the best way to put it and the music is amazing oh yeah this is what a tra- all trailers should be and it was shot uh it, not the not the trailer itself but during the shooting of the something um they had annie Leibowitz come and shoot portraits of midge oh. or of, of rachel Bro- rachel brosnahan in character i guess mm-hmm but uh, I just thought that was really cool. This, this is a great show. I really, I really got to get caught up on it because I know, I, I know, I am behind. I believe the new season is the season three December sixth. Pre- yeah, season premiere is December sixth, and the trailer Sorry. is included in this article. It's great. Have a little time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this next one from TVGuide.com was. I, I don't know how to take this. The new Little Mermaid live promo confirms Eric Prince Eric will sing. Mm-hmm. So there's so much about that 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 line that made me go, what? First and foremost, the Little Mermaid live. Uh-huh. She's a mermaid. They uh-huh. spent most of their time underwater. Uh-huh. Okay. And if I recall the movie correctly, Eric didn't sing. Uh-huh. So did you know there was a Broadway stage play? No, I did not. Mermaid? Yeah, we've we've seen it. And it was it's pretty right. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh did you know that there is also an original fairy tale of the Little Mermaid where none of the characters sang? Yeah, well yeah. So now are you mad about the movie and they sang in the movie? No. <laughs> so you can't be mad that Prince Eric is gonna sing in this. <laughs> this is just another reinterpretation of the classic story. Um I don't care that Prince Eric is going to sing. That's not what grabbed me about this story. Um, what I loved was that they... Sh- did you watch the video that's embedded mm-hmm. in it? Yes. This little behind-the-scenes video? Yes. I did not... I tend not to follow TV musical events. They tend to be train wrecks. Yeah. That's I, why I know. do. I watch them when they come out. <laughs> Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ Superstar was amazing. <laughs> I just have... I love musical theater too much to watch it be... A travesty on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not know, because of that, I didn't know that what the way they were doing this, which I find really interesting and unique, is that they're going to have the movie playing and then have live performers alongside of it. That's what I'm talking about. That was Then when I watched that video, I was like, oh. So this is a, so this is a, an adaptation of the Disney 
version of this, right? No, uh-huh. it is the Disney version with cutouts of live musical performances. Hmm. See, what concerns me about um, Eric singing is that I feel like every time Disney adds a new song for one of their reimaginings or reinventions or whatever, it's not good. Okay. I feel like I read somewhere that Alan Menken had written additional songs for this that didn't make it into the movie. Hmm. Um, but I might be making that up. Or it might, might be another property that I'm thinking of. Um, but this just looks so cool. She has uh, it's Ali Craval who, who voiced um, Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got this like cool mermaid outfit and she's doing all these acrobatics on a wire and... They have like puppets of Sebastian and some of the fish. Like it just looks really cool. It does and look I'm like really they're having a good time. We're gonna be recording when this is live, and I'm not gonna get to watch it live. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's a little annoying. I'm but sorry. It is what it is. We do what we we make sacrifices for our audience who we love. You know, here's a here's a little funny story. I used to work for an art gallery that was that's hilarious. That was owned by. Greg Hildebrandt, famous artist. Um, did you? Can you pick up that name I just dropped? Anywho, we were not allowed to ever talk about the Little Mermaid because really? he did the original drawing of her that Disney stole hmm. and turned in, it into Ariel that we now know and love. Nothing in the like the the original story said anything about like crimson red hair and all that like the original piece of art was actually hanging up in the gallery and it's it's a direct report it you see it it's you could be looking at that screen right now and that's what what it was they actually said to him yeah we we we, we you were inspired us to do this and they didn't they didn't give credit where credit was due it was a sensitive subject at work moving on more I from thought the- he just wanted to be under the sea. Yes. <sighs> okay. So from that information, uh, from that musically driven information to this one, Hollywood Reporter, Grease TV spinoff, Rydell High coming to HBO Max. Now, I didn't read this story, but is this basically going to be like the Grease interpretation of um, uh, Riverdale? <laughs> I honestly don't know what the hell it's going to be. The new take reimagines the original movie and will feature some characters from it. The series is still set in the 1950s and will feature big musical numbers from the era combined with new original songs. It will explore the peer pressures of high school, the horrors of puberty, and life in middle America with a modern sensibility. There you go. So it's not a murder thriller. No, it is not. Not that I'm aware of. It could be. It could (laughs) make a hard left. out. I've already checked out. I want desperately for all people to stop flogging the corpse of Greece for money. Hmm. Aren't like, they doing? Isn't it in here that they're also doing a, a prequel? I don't know. TV series which Greece Live. I could have sworn that was in here somewhere. Called Summer Lovin'. Yeah, that sounds good. Right. I just. Sounds well thought out. Let's do that. Let's do exactly that. <laughs> uh, Paramount players put on a Grease prequel. 
Oh, is that in it? development for the big screen? Greece. Um, yeah, like, like Greece is. It's it's a thing. Yeah, it is what it is. It is like uh, iconic and has its nostalgic value. It's not actually very good, um, which doesn't mean that I didn't love it as a kid because I did and I still do. But like, this is not worthy of like. Let's make a whole new thing out of it. Again. Like, just leave it. Did you see Grease too? God, why? Yeah. <gasps> Don't know. I, I didn't. Uh, consider yourself lucky. I do. <laughs> I wake up every morning and the first thought in my head is like, ah, oh, made one more day without seeing Grease too. <laughs> I did it. We did it, guys. So, yeah. Good news, everyone. HBO Max, if you want, you, you if you need a Grease fix, head on over to HBO Max. <laughs> Oi. Um, all right, so apparently this week we're all about HBO Max. Uh, the West Wing headed to HBO Max as Warner's, Warner Media's Bob Greenblatt outlines the streaming strategy. So his strategy is to get all of the shows that are good that are left and put them on his service it's basically get all the shows that you thought would end up on the on peacock because you know they were nbc shows but inexplicably put them somewhere else yeah yeah that's like kind of the weird thing about um some of these shows that are like they aired on you know such and such a network but they were produced by such and such a company and it's like well i guess they could end up in either place then now couldn't they well, it it all it's true. It all depends on who owns them. Um, Friends, Big Bang Theory, like Chris, you, this you both of you are, are big West Wing fans, right? Yeah, yeah, show's amazing. It's a great show, and is that enough to get HBO Max? I mean, that isn't. But <laughs> I, 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 is that is 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 the West Wing swaying anybody? Your uh, opinions. It Go. is not swaying me, not that alone. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Karen. Like I, I guess in my own life there are ways for me to see the West Wing as <laughs> that it is, is. Very true, as it is. Uh, but you know, if it was one of those situations where I didn't have what I have, and I would think like, boy, I really want to watch the West Wing, and I can, ad- I can actively see myself doing it. I would be like, all right, I'll sign up for this for a month, watch the West Wing, and then dump it, you know? But it's not this. Very few services have me being like, boy, I can't wait to plunk down a few more bucks a month because, like, I, I'm going to spend some time with this stuff. Like, even thinking about Disney Plus, like, there's an insane amount of content on there. Yeah. Am I going to use that content? I don't know. Like, am I actively going to be booting up Disney Plus and watching all this stuff? I I don't know. We use Netflix. We don't use Hulu. We rarely use Amazon for streaming, but when we do, we're glad that it's there. Mm-hmm. So, it would take, I don't know, something just just astronomically amazing for me to be like, well, this is the, this is worth throwing another handful of cash at. So. Uh- what also surprised me is uh, to do Greenblatt did highlight a, f- uh, a few new shows that will be coming to HBO Max announcing Grease, right, I'll high, uh, a series spinoff, the, da, 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 as well as several shows in the DC universe to be produced by Greg Berlanti. Because you can never have too many of those. 
but there's a DC streaming service. And a Warner Brothers streaming service, isn't there? I do believe you are correct, sir. <laughs> so that's two other places that's... where those shows or DC shows should be. That's why I found all this stuff so confusing of, as to where some of these things end up sometimes. There is one thing about HBO <laughs> Max that um, that would sway me if I were the sole decision maker, and I think that that is having Doctor Who. Do they? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's, that is a good one. That is, that is a good one. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, seeing as we just touched on that comic book info, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige adds Marvel chief of chief creative officer title. He'll oversee all creative and story initiatives. Now, is that just for TV and movies? Because that sounds like a really big deal. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the books. Okay. But even still, so it gives a breakdown of the, the hierarchy of them, but it's, it, it gives credence to the fact that they're trying to align the TV and the cinematic universes, which is good because whenever that happens, we like it. I like seeing my universes all collide knitted together you listen i have i like i said before i'm I'm trying to catch up with flash and as i'm watching i'm just watching flash but then every time i hit the epic season crossover i jump over to arrow and i watch the supergirl episode and just those one and then i go back to flash because i can't get the rest of the story without it i like that i get to see the other characters like today i watched an episode of flash where they had where Barry and 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 um, where Green Arrow and, and the Flash switched. They did a, a mind <coughs> swap, and they had to go to this Supergirl world or Earth to get someone that wasn't affected by that. Get someone who knew who they were actually. And when they went over to their Earth, they went to the Kent farm and they started. They started the episode, or not even the episode, from the commercial break with the theme song from Smallville, and I got really excited. And that's it. Like, that was seeing my universes collide. I was happy. That made me happy. Now, if I get that in Marvel as well, they got a lot of crap coming out. If it all laces, laces together, that'd be, be fantastic. It's good stuff. All right. All right, Karen, you posted this last one. Yeah, it's just an Instagram post. And it's not I because I think I caught it so close to when it was announced that there weren't actually any news stories about it yet. Okay, so it's a holiday nailed it. Yep, they did one last year. They're doing another one this year. It's coming out November twenty second. I think they said. Yep, nailed it. Holiday returns to Netflix November twenty second. Chris Mess, ha 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 ha! I get it because they make horrible desserts, right? Is that what they do? Right. Yay. And it's a joke, and all jokes are always funnier when you explain them. Uh, yes, it's true. It's true. Really, really do believe that. All right, well, that's it. That's all we got for news, people. I mean, there was a lot of information. I don't know what more you want. Yeah, really, there's only so much we can. We give and we give. Chris, 
Shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Found our episode title. Chris? Shit. Shit. <laughs> Give us the spiel, please. Oh, sure. You can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. We all have individual uh, social media stuff out there in the world. Uh, you can find me at Geekade Chris on Twitter, as well as, uh, you know, all of my YouTube channel and wave back stuff karen what about you where where can people find you on the internets uh my twitter is shoot underscore the underscore moon or you can find shoot the moon stitches if you are into geeky crafts and evan what about you i love it all together under geekade underscore evan so yes find him on myspace at geekade still underscore. there <laughs> i check it every day <laughs> Oh, live journal. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. All right. um, Before we... Well, okay. So we have a poll running currently. Kara, do you want to give the details about that yes we're currently well we were running it on facebook and twitter but the twitter poll you can only run for seven days so it's over now but we're going to keep the facebook poll up for another week uh we are letting you the listener choose the subject of our next uh and final halloween episode for the month uh your choices are futurama season three episode one the honking uh tales from the crypt Season 5, Episode 1, Death of Some Salesman. Or Supernatural, Season 14, Episode 4, Mint Condition. Uh, and go to our go to our Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com slash this week's episode or something like that. Just search us. You'll find it. Uh, you can react for whatever different um, option you'd like to pick. And whatever the winner is, we will announce on social media next week. Which we are taking off because as the Grandmaster once said... It's my birthday. <laughs> yes, that's that's the other bit of news. We are taking the week off next week, but I am trying to work it so that we get a little little special Halloween treat that we uh, we revamped from a couple of years ago. Um, once I get the okay on that, uh, it'll 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 go out to you people, the listeners. So. Please check out that poll. Let us know what we're watching. We will let you know once we get the the answer on our social media. And that's it. Tell us what we what we should do. Help us. Help us help you. From all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Honk. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.